You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Real Talk with me, Mason Bray. Now, this week has been very hard for so many in my community here in Indiana and for me and my peers losing a beloved classmate. But I hope that you can join me for this week to have a breath of hope and relief and just take a break to talk about this art form that I love so much and that is so dear to so many others around us um, to strengthen this idea of community that I've seen this weekend flourish in Indiana. Um, so thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your day to listen to my voice and listen to these interviews that I have the privilege to do. And I'm so happy that you're here. Joining me today is Janine Scott, who I initially mess up her title in the introduction, but um, she is the Chief Diversity Officer at the Broadway League, doing wonderful stuff with equity, diversion, and inclusion. So thank you again for being here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to tune into more Real Talk content, you can go to bpn.fm slash realtalk to see anywhere you can listen to podcasts or my social media. I'd love to have you join me. Um, so on today's episode, we have Janine Scott, who is the Broadway League's first director of equity, diversity and inclusion, which she got that role in 2021, aiding with the comeback from COVID. Um, her entire career has been devoted to theater and this inclusion that we talked about. Um, her voice of the Broadway League is just the beginning of the change that we are seeing um, on Broadway and on theater stages across the entire country and globe. Uh, she also hosts... Uh, the Black Business of Broadway on the Broadway Podcast Network, and I'm so excited to have her here on my show. So, hi, Janine. Hello. How are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. It is an honor to have you here. So, starting out, can you tell me your path to working at the Broadway League or just getting in theater in general? Yeah. 
Well, um, as you mentioned, uh, I have had a long history of work in this area, especially um, as it relates to equity. But I also grew up as a dancer. So the arts have always been a passion of mine. I started dancing at two. And fast forward 40 some years later, (laughs) I am still um, I am still an arts advocate and lover. I started out in Omaha, Nebraska and um, as a dancer, but that's also where my career started out um, in arts administration. I started with a small nonprofit and then grew my career into uh, becoming vice president at the Omaha Performing Arts, which is the largest arts organization uh, in the state of Nebraska. And that's where I really got a chance to um, make some major impact, uh, not just in the workplace, but in the community. And that's uh, and because Omaha Performing Arts is um, a presenting organization, we present Broadway. We were a part of the Broadway League, and that is how I found my way to uh, to being here at the Broadway League. That's amazing. Um, and all of that work you were talking about, um, specifically equity. Can you define for you what your job is to promote this diversity, inclusion, and equity? Yeah, um, you know, people people get equity and equality oftentimes confused. Oh yes, and um, equality is giving everybody the same thing, but that also makes the assumption that everyone is at the same starting point. Equity ensures that everyone is getting exactly what they need in order to be successful. So equity is is far more important to me than equality because we are all not at the same starting point. Uh, when I think of when we talk about uh, diversity and inclusion, I heard it once in a training a long time ago that diversity is being asked to attend the dance, but inclusion is being asked to dance. And so um, we invite people all the time. We have diversity whenever we walk in any room. But are we really being inclusive in the things that we are doing? Are we making those individuals feel welcome? So there's a a dramatic difference um, between inclusion and diversity. And some people, you know, would add in belonging and accessibility. And those things also fall in, um, in the scope of our EDI work. Absolutely. That's wonderful, and I think extremely important for um, where we want Broadway to go in the future as audience members, but also for people working behind the scenes. Absolutely, absolutely. So with your job, you are creating opportunities all year around, but specifically you were spearheading with the Juneteenth celebrations of um, figuring out how to come back in a safe way and still have those connections with the audience in that event. So can you talk about your um, process of figuring out those events and making sure that you have opportunities for people to be involved? Yes. Um, So when you look at the event, uh, Juneteenth, obviously it's become a, just what, this past year or two, it's become a national holiday. Yeah. But in in my in my life, we've always celebrated Juneteenth. Uh, so 
you know, I'm happy that the world has has uh, has had an opportunity to catch up with with us. But that event is to celebrate not just the talent that's on stage, the black talent that's on stage on Broadway, but it was also um, to celebrate those individuals behind the scenes and the creatives. So from the stage managers to the musical director to our musicians, and of course the talent that was on stage performing, all those individuals. Um, identified as as being black, and that was important to us because sometimes we, and not just we as in black people, but we as a country need to see black people in the various roles besides just being on stage and dancing. We need to see them behind the scenes. We need to see them heading up marketing campaigns. And I believe it normalizes. Once you see someone who's black as a director, then the next time you see it, it becomes part of Oh yeah, you know, black people can be directors too. Um and it starts to create a normal a normalcy. Because, you know, I think the unconscious bias it 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 creeps in so often in our everyday life. Like if I say a ballerina back when I was growing up, I would have thought of a blonde-haired Caucasian female whose hair would be slicked back into a bun. But now if I say ballerina, my daughter instantly thinks of Misty Copeland. So it's about changing, it's about changing those, um, those unconscious biases that we don't recognize uh, come into play every day of our lives. That's so wonderful. And I'm so glad that you mentioned like bringing in those ro- other roles to um, showcase black excellence, because there's some shows that think that just having um, people of color on stage as performers makes them automatically um, equitable and inclusive. But having all white creative teams with that doesn't make change. And I'm so glad that you are moving to include people everywhere. Yes. And, you know, and that was really the purpose of starting the podcast, because it's called the Black Business of Broadway, because Broadway is a business. And you know, we can't just be performers. In in order to be performers, we also need to know the business side. Um, but we are not monoliths. We we do more than perform. And we need to highlight that. And we need to let young people know across the world, uh, not just in the tri-state area, but across globally, that um, people of color, and obviously I'm speaking Black when I'm talking the Black business of Broadway, but all people of color are all marginalized groups. So regardless of your gender identity or your um, or disability, all people deserve an opportunity to be, uh, to be showcased and to be heard and to be in a power of position to make decisions. Yes. And that's a perfect segue to um, the topic of your podcast. So if you want to just promote that really quick and say where people can listen, um, feel free. Sure. Uh, So the Black Business of Broadway is um, on Broadway Podcast Network, and it can be found at bpn.fm slash bbb. And it's biweekly. So every other week we drop another episode. Uh, We go from creatives to producers. And uh, eventually you'll hear you'll hear some. We have like a stage manager, treasurer and some of those other jobs that people forget that are part of this industry um, um, coming up soon on the podcast. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. And to my audience, it is a wonderful show. Um, I try to listen as much as possible. I admittedly don't listen to many podcasts as much as I should, 
um, being a <laughs> podcaster. But I do try to catch up on that show every now and then because it is wonderful to see that happening. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I would say, you know, even though it's called the Black Business of Broadway, it's universal. Yeah. You know, the message is universal. And I like to instill hope. And it's like, yes, we this has happened. These have happened. These things have happened. But where do we go from here? And I, I feel like sometimes I'm a constant optimist. But um, and I hope okay. that people find it. Yeah. Encouraging because... You know, I want everyone to succeed regardless. And that so I'm I'm glad that you that you that you do listen. Yeah. Um, and I love that succeeding because many times I think people can get caught up into the competition of like, oh, I didn't get this job. I need to do better next time and be better than this person. But there's like jobs for all of us and we can all succeed and be happy in this industry. Exactly. You know, I and if you listen to the broadcast, you've heard me say this. <laughs> Burger King and McDonald's coexist. You know, there is room for everyone. And so we need to continue to edify and to lift one another up and help one another to be our best selves. And there's no competition. I compete with myself. I don't compete with other people. I compete with myself every day. Every day I wake up, I ask myself, how can I be better? What can I do better? What can I do? What can I be? How? How can I go about it? How can I edify someone else? Uh, how can I help someone else to be better? Um, I just believe that that's, that's who we are called to be as people. That's my belief. Uh, people don't necessarily have to agree with that. But um, I only compete with myself. And, and, and I feel like that's, that's the way we should be with one another. We should just compete with ourselves and not each other. Absolutely. And you are speaking my language when you bring up the McDonald's and Burger King. <laughs> I love both of them. Um, I've learned to love Burger King. I used to not. Um, <laughs> it's the chicken fries I, that I'm like hooked. I love them. <laughs> um, someone a few years back posted about, in our town at least, having a raw chicken sandwich. And I was like, nope, not going there ever again. But I recently oh, got a yuck. burger and it was not bad. Ah, yeah, they have very good burgers too. You know, I I am definitely a Wendy's fan also. So, But there there's room for Wendy's all of us. Wendy's is good. Oh, Wendy's there is, is my favorite. Yeah, there's room for all of us, though, and I and that's that's the message. There's room for all of us, and I and I think that's kind of the key to this EDI work that we that we have going on is to know that no one is looking to take anyone's job. There's room for everybody, and we just need to make it. Yeah, and I just noted um, on my paper that your new title is Chief Diversity Officer, which I will include. And also, I'll probably keep this part in just so my audience knows that um, you are the Chief Diversity Officer at Broadway. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we recently um, we did an annual review and we were just like the scope of the work that's being done is is more than that of a director. And so um, we, cha we changed the title. Yes. New title work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. So, your day to day at the Broadway League, what are some of your tasks that you have to do or how to fulfill your mission on a day to day basis? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, no day is the same. And I think that's why I love my job so much. I sit on every task force because EDI is, well, I should say every, almost every committee, because EDI is an integral part of any business strategy. So marketing, audience engagement, education, research, labor, uh, negotiations. I mean, and if you think about it now, um, and you look at some of the laws that are coming into play with with some states saying it's like what a drag law or a drag queen law, um, and so it looks like we may need to get involved a little bit more in in policy too, because it. I believe the law states, and I and I'm not. Please don't quote me, but I believe the law states, and this is my summary: any person dressed not as their birth sex is found in violation of the law. And yeah. (laughs) And, 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 and it's, it's passing or it's, it's a bill in, in some States out there. And um, it could, that could prove to be that, well, not that can prove, it is real problematic regardless um, of, if you're looking at shows or not, people should be able to be who they feel they were created to be. Yeah. And there's so many industries who agree with that, which I don't know how they go to work and carry themselves with those bills being passed or like agreeing with that. But I think our industry is has been the forefront of the change of gender equality, LGBTQ rights and all of that. And to still not have the correct equity and diversity is Mm -hmm. embarrassing. And I think that we need to definitely focus on that more and be included in those conversations of policy. Absolutely. We need to be there. We, We definitely, we need to be there. I mean, beyond thinking Broadway and this role, just as humans, we need to be there for the sake of humanity. We need, we need to be there and we need to advocate uh, for one another, because it's 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 not right. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that this isn't a new problem at all. It was just highlighted a lot in 2020 with the Black Lives Matter. But this problem has been going on for centuries. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We just finally put a there's been a there's been a word put to it. I mean, I've been doing equity work for over 20 years back when I originally started in the area of education, working with Title I schools, uh, finding ways to um, create equity in the school system through the Department of, of, of Education. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is, unfortunately, it's it's nothing new. And I like to think that in, I don't know that in my time, I, I kind of think of myself as preparing this world for your generation um, and hoping that I'm doing 
a good job at laying a foundation for you all to to continue to run with that baton uh, so that we can right some of these injustices of, of the past. And you absolutely are laying that foundation. And I know that um, all the people that I've talked to uh, that are my age wanting to get into the industry, we are so grateful for what you're doing to make performing arts still welcome to everyone and be that family that like people got attracted to in high school theater where they feel welcome in theater as a family. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> you all you all really do motivate me. I mean, my daughter is a is a dancer and a lover of the arts and I think about how do I make this better for her? you know, too, because starting out there, there weren't even tights that were my color. So, um, and just seeing those small changes, you know, that matters. That's right, growth. And with your daughter, she recently had a production of The Nutcracker, right? Yes. Yes, she did. How did that go? It went well. She, uh, she performed. Uh, it was. It's a the lead. I'm not going to talk about the old school Nutcracker and the problems that I have with it. So <laughs> it, it is a it is a newer modern rendition of the Nutcracker. Uh, so all of those uh, tropes are are no longer there. <laughs> but um, yeah, she performed the lead as as Maria in the Nutcracker, and it, it was nice. Um, it was nice to see her in her environment and. It was, and I really appreciate, you know, the dance school that she attends um, there in Jersey City. But it, it was good. It was really good. And it was great to see the diversity that existed within that program of the Nutcracker and how they've modernized it. Starting at such a young age like that is so powerful on where they can go from there. Yes, yes. And I tell her all the time, you know, just like I said, you are your only competition. Set that bar high. You know, don't don't put limitations on yourself. You can do anything. Absolutely. I saw a TikTok video. And of course, that's my source of all my information (laughs) ever. Um, But it was when the aerial like the preview came out um, with the new aerial live action remake. Yes. And it was this little um, girl. and She was black, I think, if I'm correct. But her expression, seeing herself represented on screen was so powerful and your mission of making sure that that's everywhere around people is so amazing for not only your daughter, but um, all the people around the country. I agree. I saw that video. A friend shared it with me. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I thought about the little girl in me. I can't wait to see it because the little girl in me so craved a princess or someone, you know, like that. Yeah. And it's 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 wild when you think about that, because I saw it and I kind of started to get a little emotional myself. And I was just like, this is this is real change. And I heard, you know, people were speaking out and I'm just like, first of all, I don't know a mermaid. So to say that a mermaid can't be a person of color, I don't even know a mermaid. So show me mermaid first. People that were mad about it because Ariel's white in the movie. Okay, she's a mermaid. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> exactly. And who's to say that, hello, creative license. It, yeah. Mermaids aren't real and talking fish aren't real. And there's no real Ursula, you know, underground either. So I don't know. I mean, and she's purple. So are we going to get mad, you know, that we can't find purple people <laughs> to play Ursula? <sighs> Just the targeting of our, some of the audiences of these movies is alarming. Yeah, but you know, but this again is how we normalize seeing people of color in different roles in our lives. So you have, you know, that you have the younger, the younger, not you, but like the younger ones who that's their normal you know? And yeah. so when they get older, they're not going to, they're not going to be like some of those people who are in my generation saying those things, you know? Yeah. Well, she, Little Mermaid is what, they're not going to say that because that's not going to be their normal and that's not going to be their point of reference. And so that's how we change, unconsciously change those, those systems at play. And um, those racist, racist people who are mad about that, uh, are one person and can't change that for the future. But we can always include more and make it a normal thing, which is so wonderful. I agree. I agree. So what else do I have? Uh, oh, so for people wanting to get into the business, not only in inclusion and diversity, but just as a general, what advice do you have for navigating your way through the industry? You know, it, that's like my final question on every podcast. And I'm just going to steal a little bit from everybody. Um, one is to to believe in yourself because, you know, not everybody is going to see your gift and not everybody is going to recognize your talent. Uh, but if you know within you and your person and who you are that this is a work that you are called to do, then go for it unapologetically go for it and create a circle of people. Ideally, it could be family, but sometimes not everyone has a supportive family. So you create sometimes the, your family are the, you know, the people you meet and not your blood and, you know, create a network of individuals who can help keep you encouraged and keep you honest. There was something that Brian Moreland said early, like the first episode. And it was, you know, to be true to who you are and to know that even if you're in your bedroom or on a stage, you're still creating art. So you don't necessarily have to be on Broadway to create art or to produce art or to direct art. You can be anywhere as long as you're fulfilling that purpose within yourself. And so I say, go for it. There are all kinds of programs out there, whether you're you're in a marginalized group or not. There are lots of programs out there. I just saw that the theater producers of color have a session uh, for um, up and coming BIPOC individuals who want to produce and the classes are free. You have to get your applications in. Black Theater Coalition has fellowships and they are they extend more than just to um, 
Black individuals. Uh, Breaking the Binary um, with uh, George Strauss has um, focuses on LGBTQIA plus uh, individuals and is doing a lot of work there. There are so many avenues uh, for individuals to to get in. Um, you just have to be you have to be um, diligent and not get discouraged because it, it is easy to get discouraged. It absolutely is. And one of the selfish-ish reasons that I do my podcast is to figure out where I want to go with my life. So I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on whether you think education with like college and that type of degree is more important or the experience that you learn just working and um, putting in efforts in a physical sense. Wow. You know, here's the thing. (sighs) Both are so important. And so I think it really depends on what area you're looking for, because sometimes people have a lot of education and no actual skill and are um, no um, applicable. So they haven't done anything. They just have the education. And then there are sometimes people have just, you know, they've They've done it, so they 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 have the hands-on experience, but they don't know the education, the history behind, or the why, or the or the how to go about navigating certain things. And there are some things that education teaches you that on on the job training cannot. And I know I'm not answering your question, and you're like Janine, just one or the other. No, I, think I love really, it. I think you really need a good mix of both. Um, my son, my son is 27. And when he was in college, I said, look, education is great, but you also have to have the skill. So you have to do internships. You have to do fellowships. You cannot just rely on your education because as a former HR professional, Yes, I'm looking at your education, but I'm also looking at the years of applied actual hands-on experience that you have and your resume. And you are that much more of a better applicant to me if you have both. Yeah. That doesn't mean you necessarily have to finish school, but I'm not saying don't finish school either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And um, you uh, mentioned that I might be mad with your answer, but I love hearing that mix of like, you do need both because that certifies what I need to do to get where I want. I have it narrowed down to what a few things I would be interested in, but hearing that like it would make me a stronger applicant to have both is still so important to me. And I know that it will translate well to my audience as well. Awesome. Yes, you, you, you must have both. And there, there are a lot of regional theaters and high school and college theaters that I'm sure have mentor programs. Um, I know in Omaha, Nebraska, there are several. Obviously, there are more than a few out here in the tri-state area. But it's like, even if you're not taking that, you know, in school, or you're at a place where they don't have technical arts things, or they don't have arts administration, find a mentor. There are, pe- there are people out there who want to give back and who want to reach back. And so finding a mentor, it doesn't have to be a structured program. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, good. I am so happy with all that we've talked about. And I think it could even inspire more conversations with other people off of podcasts and off of recordings to um, talk about more about what they're doing with their programs to be diverse, be inclusive, and all that makes your job wonderful and needed. I hope that that 
translates well to people around the country and around the globe even more than it already does. Great. You know, and I'm always here. I am always a resource. I, If I meet you, then you are forever in my network. And so, Mason, you are forever in my network. And you can always reach out to me for anything. Um, and, and your listeners, too, because it really is about the future and creating creating a future for this industry. And any way that I can help, I, I do. I, I do and I will. That's amazing. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you being here and taking time to talk with me. Yes, you are welcome. Thank you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.